Second and goal. Par throws end zone touchdown. Guess who? We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Yeah, well, guess who's going to win this sorry-ass division in the South? That was Jimmy Graham getting that touchdown. Keep forgetting he's still in the NFL, guys. Guy's a touchdown machine. Well, he was out of the league for a couple of years. I know. Bored. And then he comes back, and you're like, oh, yeah, Jimmy Graham, who at one time, remember when he was trying to, when he was in a contract battle, negotiation, whatever, with the Saints? And the whole issue was whether or not he was a receiver or a tight end. Yeah, because he wanted to get paid like a yes. receiver. And so he t- he changed his Twitter profile to say pass catcher. And everybody made a big deal out of it. Like, yeah. well, maybe that could be used against. And it didn't matter. My favorite Jimmy Graham memory, right? So I was, um, I don't know if you guys know this. My favorite NFL player of all time is actually not Aaron Rodgers. He's 1B. It's Jordy Nelson, White Lightning, 1A. You've never and talked about him. How, and I'm being serious. He had one year. I, Really? What you didn't this? know this? No. Oh, I got like Jordy Nelson. You talk about Tony Kukoc and Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers all the time. You've you never talked this. about Jordy Nelson. Oh, no. I love, love Jordy Nelson. Love Apparently Jordy. not enough. You don't give him any well, attention. he's been out of the league a couple of years, so I haven't talked about <laughs> him. He's, he's back like farming in Kansas or something like that. But anyway, so the last year of Jordy Nelson with my team, he had to catch the football from Brett Hundley, who was terrible. Oh, I remember that. Cow legend. And everybody was calling in our radio show, and they're like, you got to cut Jordy, trade, trade Jordy. He's washed. And I was like, okay, fine. That's fine. But then um, they get rid of Jordy Nelson only to bring in and pay Jimmy Graham two years past his prime. Remember, he caught Mm double-digit touchdowns that year in Seattle, but that's all he did was he was the red zone threat. And he's always going to be able to do that because he's like six foot six. You know what I mean? He's a huge target. And he's doing the same thing with the Saints. He only catches the football in the back of the end zone for touchdowns, which good for him. Um, That's what Jimmy Graham does. He flies airplanes and he catches touchdowns. And uh, it's kind of weird to see because, yeah, he's just out of the league. Now he's back in the league with the Saints. And uh, remember what happened, like, during the season, like, right before the season? He, like, got arrested. Yeah. He was just, like, wandering on the street. Now he's oh, back yeah. just being Jimmy Graham. So, uh, yeah. So the, the NFC South right now, it's Tampa at 6-7. and seven. It's the Falcons at 6-7. and seven. It's those Saints at 6-7. and seven. And then way down at the bottom is the 1-12 and 12 Carolina Panthers. This division is... Look, I feel like we have this almost every year now in the NFL. And I understand there's the whole, like, you win the division, you get a... Home playoff game. Woo! We've got to eliminate that. There's got to be some sort of limit. you got to be a team that's, well, I would say 500, but you can't be 500 anymore until they had an 18th game. Tampa's the favorite at plus 165 to win it. Atlanta plus 175 right behind. New Orleans at 2-1. to one. I, I, I think the only way you could look at this division, if you really wanted to kind of say, how could I get any sort of comfort level in what team maybe goes on a run at the end of the year. You look at strength of schedule and look at Atlanta 30th, New Orleans 24th, and say maybe... I, they're just It's just all inconsistent at best, mostly trash football teams. Yeah, I like the numbers for the Falcons just because of the schedule. They play the Panthers, obviously the worst football team. I mean, in a long time <laughs> that we've seen. They just really can't move the ball. Bryce Young has no protection. Their best weapon is Adam Thielen, who I think is older than me. You know, and so then you've got a multi-tiered running attack in the Falcons. And, yeah, the Panthers defensively have been okay. But the Falcons are figuring some things out. Desmond Ritter, I mean, he's back into the mix. I don't love him, but still. So, yeah, I think you play the Falcons, you play the Colts, you play the Bears. You're probably 2-1. and one. So I, I assume that they probably won't beat the Bears on New Year's Eve. 
um, Bears are still going to be trying to play for something. They're not going to rest their starters or yeah. anything. It is Soldier Field, tough place to play. Probably a pretty significant weather game. It's Desmond Ritter outside, so probably two and one. So I kind of like that number with Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got the Atlanta win total over eight and a half, and I also have Atlanta to make the playoffs from before the season two to one. I kind of wish I didn't have both of those and maybe just the playoff thing. But this was kind of what I was looking at when mm-hmm. I make when I made the bet. First off, I didn't know that they were going to be only a six-win team because they spend so much money on the defensive side of the ball, and the defense has actually really improved. The problem is they don't have a quarterback. And I didn't think Desmond Ritter had to be an all-pro, but you remember like the last four games he started last season when the Mariota thing was over, and he won the last two. And they pushed the ball down the field a little bit more. Obviously, he's he's not like Joe Burrow or anything like that, but you draft Bijan. I thought Kyle Pitts was finally going to have a year. Drake London is a stud, but... I don't know, man. I just don't trust them because of the quarterback position. But I like the back end of the schedule. Uh, Even though it's a road game, it's against Carolina, like you said, one of the worst football teams of all time. Then it's Indianapolis, who I didn't know how good they were going to be. And then it was on the road, but against Chicago, I figured tank mode, if anything. And then against the Saints, uh, you know, I kind of figured Atlanta gets in. They probably win nine games, but maybe the Saints win 10 or 11 because they had the easiest schedule and they bring in Derek Carr. But now I'm nervous about Atlanta going over eight and a half and getting into the playoffs. Mm. But with this schedule and that price, that probably would be my bet. Because uh, I just I can't do it with the Saints, man. Like Derek Carr, he hasn't been the answer, right? Big disappointment and this year. The defense is what it is, but uh, you could get them. And then with Tampa Bay, just do you trust Baker Mayfield? You got to go on the road against Green Bay, and they need that one mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs. Then it's Jacksonville. Maybe if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play last week, but I mean he played with a high ankle sprain and didn't look great, but he was he was healthy enough. And then it's the Saints and it's Carolina. So the price makes sense with Tampa. I just don't trust them against Jacksonville or even even the Saints. And then we'll see against Green Bay. I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth with them right now. I, you can't lose to Tommy DeVito and have me feel good about you. I it is like I, I'm really like trying to find different ways to justify why one of these teams could win the division. And it's so easy to just write every single one of them off. I, I Maybe I would lean Atlanta because of the talent they have besides Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But then I stop and say, but you also have Desmond Ritter, who's turned into a turnover machine. Okay, Baker Mayfield's an upgrade at quarterback, but we also know that Baker Mayfield at times can make Baker Mayfield-like mistakes. It's just all really, it's really bad division. football. It is. I And I, I wish the NFL could do something to remedy this. I really do. Yeah, like, at least take away the home playoff game. If what they really it really should be is just, I the the top like top four records of the top four seeds yeah. in the conference. I don't think you need this. The NBA has this, and they've had these issues before. They it's kind of different now, though, right? Isn't it? Isn't it? The format's definitely different in the NBA with that, isn't it? They yes. just do seeding, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So because I remember this happened. Unless there's a tiebreaker, which there was a tiebreaker in the bubble, and to get to the bubble or maybe it was the year after the bubble and it was it was division went to division winners and then tiebreakers so there is some like stuff but it only comes into into like play very rarely yeah we always see this in the NFC especially like we're a crappy like you know I mean even yeah. remember the year though like Seattle had seven wins and it was uh, the start of beast mode they ended up winning a playoff game and that's usually how it goes you know the only thing though with Atlanta is they do play three of the four games on the road. So, yeah, they have an easy schedule, and it's Carolina, but it's on the road. And what worries me a little bit there is New Orleans is still a tough place to play, and that could be for the division right there, and that's the final game of the season. It's that defense, you know what I mean? And it's Desmond Ritter or Heineke on the road. 
And the Saints could shut down the run a little bit, so then Ritter or Heineke are going to have to beat him with their arm. And before that, you'd feel good about Chicago, but, I mean, now all of a sudden Chicago has a top-10 run defense. If Atlanta can't run the ball, then it's going to be Desmond Ritter having mm-hmm. to make plays with his arm on the road in Chicago. Yeah, they're going to lose that game what's to the Chicago. Weather, what's the weather going to look like mm-hmm. in Chicago? It's snowy, probably going to be cold, snowy, crappy. Windy. So maybe you stay away from Atlanta. Maybe Tampa is, is is the bet, and that's why the price is as is. But I feel like the best value is the Saints, like to finally get their stuff together. I would almost feel better with the Saints if it was Jameis and like it was Jameis with a full week to prepare, though. <laughs> Not like Jameis getting thrown to the Wolves in the second quarter. But, I mean, on paper, that's the best team. It's it's Chris yes. Olave. It's Kamara. You know, it's Taysom Hill. Um, it's a defense I, I that laugh now when is... I say that, but he's had a decent season. Yeah. And it's the Giants, man, with Tommy DeVito. And now everybody's buying into the Giants because they beat the Packers. Um, you know, And they also had two weeks to prepare for that game. They were coming off the bye, and Green Bay was on six days of rest without an all-pro in Jair, without Christian Watson, their best wide receiver, and without Aaron Jones, their best player overall. So Saints take care of business against the Giants. They're one-point favorites on the road against the Rams, so they're favored in the game. But I don't know, man. I kind of feel better about the Rams right now than I do the Saints. And then it's Tampa, Atlanta. Maybe 2-1. to one, Maybe now's the time to buy in with the Saints. You know, if you do think they got a shot here. How many wins How many wins, wins this division? Um, I'm going to say eight. I th- I, and there's definitely no more than eight. No more than eight. There's no way you have a, a nine and eight team win this division. I mean, I don't think that the the Falcons are winning all three. Right. So that's not going to happen. So you got yeah, Colts, Panthers, Bears, and Saints are the last four for Atlanta. So obviously they're Saints and Falcons. They're going to right block each other out. Whatever you want to exactly. say for, for for that game. I mean, Atlanta could beat you. Beat the Panthers. See, I mean, yeah, I, I just can't find any team winning three games down the stretch with the way that they've played. Unless, you know, the Saints get hot here. I, it's hard I to mean, see. the Saints have a, look, the Saints have a. Rams are a tough game in yeah, LA. That's the thing. Like, Buccaneers, the, tough game. Yeah. Honestly, even though it's in New Orleans this weekend, Tommy DeVito in the height of his powers, <laughs> Tommy Cutlass, I don't know, man. They could lose all four. Yeah. <laughs> If Tommy Cutler, and man, imagine if he keeps that thing going. I mean, Tampa has it the best because, okay, on the road against Green Bay, but we still don't know what the Packers are or Jordan Love is. On the road against Carolina, and then the two toughest opponents you play, you get them at home. Again, that's baked into the price at plus 165. Play the Jags and the Saints both at yeah, the crib. Yeah, both at home. You know what I mean? So that helps them out right there. I just, I don't know. You know, like, one Baker's had a really good season for Baker, and guys have bought into Baker, and that's good because we didn't even know that he was going to be the starter at this point of the season. He hasn't really been the issue. Um, but, yeah, this is if the playoffs, not something I want to get the playoffs started in. today, for me, so. If the playoffs started today, it would be Tampa against the Eagles. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's there's just no way. Which is funny because we saw that two years ago when Jalen, like, remember, was starting to figure things out. Um, yep. And... Tampa won the game. Yep. I ended up betting the Eagles. They didn't cover. Or yeah, the that Eagles was, did that not was cover. That was a really good game. That was Brady's last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they and go then the year before that, the, Rams. the year before that, Brady had Heineke in the in the the first round of the playoffs. The division they gave round, a game too, or the wild card. Yeah. They, they I mean, they almost the won that game. Yeah. So it's those teams tend to be competitive in there, but like you look at it, it just in the end, it just almost feels like again. I know Seattle won that one time. But that was a team that then trended in the right direction moving forward. There's a lot of things you could factor in it. Like, it's just you get to the point where it feels like a game that's meaningless, right? Yeah. Like to have a six and okay, whatever. Let's say Tampa's eight and nine to go up against the Eagles, and let's say the Eagles are a 13 win team. 
I mean, is that, it's just not good for the NFL even. Forget no. betting. Like, it's just not good for the NFL to have a matchup like that in the even, even in the wild card round. The other thing about the NFC South is, like, you look at these four teams, and who do you even feel good about their future? You could say Atlanta because of the talent that they have, but do you trust <laughs> Arthur Smith? I mean, maybe they're a Justin Fields, or maybe they're a Jaden Daniels away from being a real Jayden team with those Daniels weapons. There, you know? so yes. But Tampa, like, we know Baker's a bridge quarterback. The Saints... They're in cap hell. They keep, like, pushing that thing down the road. Like, oh, we'll try one more time. Stop. Just blow the thing up. That's what I think they should do. Teams are reluctant to blow things up. And and then then eventually you just kick the can down the road and you suffer longer. You got to rip the Band-Aid off. You got to deal with it. And then you just move forward. Jonathan Zaslow going to join us next from Miami.